This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Deep South Dining, the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. I'm Java Chapman here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. And Thanksgiving Day is only a few days away. And while many cooks have finalized their menu and the grocery shopping is done, some people are still debating what they are going to serve. Will it be the Chinese buffet? Because I think that's like the only thing open <laughs> on Thanksgiving. Or will it be a traditional turkey dinner? I mean, I like orange chicken and sesame chicken, coconut shrimp just as much as everybody else. But on today's show, we're going to share some ideas for a traditional Thanksgiving Day meal from appetizer to dessert. And we will also talk with grill master Patrick Bradley about how to fry your bird. If you never had a fried turkey this should be the year that you try it. It really should. Uh, you can share your comments and experiences with us this morning by calling one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 Or you can send an email to food at mpbonline.org. This is Deep South Dining from MPB Think Radio. And uh, Deborah Hunter, how are you doing this morning? I am so fantastic today. I can I- tell. I'm just, I'm happy. Like, this time of the year, I turn into the biggest kid ever, right? So, like, this weekend was my parents' pastor's and wife anniversary at their church. They've been pastoring for 26 years. I could not have been more proud of them yesterday, Java. It was just, uh, it was a beautiful service. But to know that my parents are setting such a, a loving example, you know, in the world, it just uh, it just made my heart happy. And then I had my daughter and my granddaughter with me this weekend. So I'm a happy girl. And then, you know, of course, we're catering for the holidays. So okay. I've been baking uh, cakes and pies and tarts and my house smells like, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> smells like the holidays. It smells like a happy place. That's one of the things about the um, uh, this time of year. A lot of a lot of cooking. A lot of um, I could say good energy is being passed around because um, with the with the food being cooked and everybody's um, maybe putting in their orders and stuff. I know you're real busy and and uh, just trying to spread the love this time of year. I mean, you know, I'm all about spreading love all year, but th- this time of year is you know particularly uh, fantastic because. You know, I believe that people should be more conscious of just being thankful. And so I'm going to give a challenge today. Okay. I want, um, you know, our listening audience, you know, to call in and just tell me one thing that you're thankful for during the Thanksgiving holiday. Yeah, Thanksgiving is actually Thursday. It, I mean, I don't know how it sneaks up on us it, <laughs> it, it, every year. I, I don't think it, it sneaks <laughs> up on us. It's been, you know, it's like in the same month for it's, it's, it's millennials. Mar- <laughs> It's marked, it's marked on the calendar every year, but it always catches a lot of people, including myself, by surprise. But so we, if you haven't uh, you know, guessed, we're talking about Thanksgiving today. It's one of those big meals. Everybody wants to put on a uh, a nice show. Also, it's all about uh, giving thanks and uh, showing your appreciation. We're going to have our uh, good friend Patrick Bradley join the conversation in a little bit, talk about um, frying your bird. Also, there he's in partnering with another group about... Um, uh, spotlighting the homeless, so yeah, I got a yeah. good, I got a good thing going on in this, this, you know, this season of giving. But you, as always, showed up, showed out this morning, 
And oh. um, I, I'm going to post some things on Facebook. I'm going live right now. But um, what what, what you bringing in this for today? So today we have this very savory, savory corn pudding, and it's served in a corn bisque. So it gives this very simple southern dish a really pleasant uh, eye appeal, but the taste java is incredible. I mean, this dish is so, so delicious. It's super simple to make, but it tastes like you're dining at a five-star restaurant. I love the look on your face right now. <laughs> this is so good. I really, I mean, you, you can see me if you, if you, if you so choose to go to Facebook, but um, this is so good. Oh this my is God. So, this is so good. There. And I see the little um, bits of, um, what is, is that ham? No, it's actually sausage. I use country-pleasing okay. sausage in this dish. So let me tell you really quickly how easy this is to make. All you need is one box of Jiffy Mix. Mm. You need an equal amount of flour, all-purpose flour. You need one tablespoon of salt. You need a tablespoon and a half of pepper. You need a half a tablespoon of cayenne uh, pepper java. And you need one egg one stick of butter, and you need uh, one cup of sour cream. Those are the ingredients. You whip all of that stuff together in the bowl. That's your base. And then once you're done, you're going to add in some fresh chopped chives. You're going to add in some green onions and some uh, thinly sliced uh, country-pleasing sausage. Whip it all together. Put it in your skillet or your baking dish. Pop it in the oven for about 45 to 50 minutes. Um, oh, I've left out the main ingredients, Java. You got to have some cheese in this, and so we. I see the cheese on top. <laughs> you didn't leave it, it out. I yeah, see it. It's cheese on top, but it's also cheese in the batter itself. And then you pop it in the oven uh, for uh, about forty-five to fifty minutes, and voila. And we'll put. I'll post this. Um, recipe because you know i'm just so excited this morning i'm sure i've left something out of the <laughs> recipe so now where does this get served is this this like the appetizer breakfast um this is so it's, good it's kind of sweet it's almost a dessert a savory like a savory dessert <laughs> well it's not a dessert but you can serve this any time of the day java it is um it's really just one of those really uh comfort foods that's very heartwarming is super delicious super easy and if you don't feel like making dressing and spending all day in the kitchen, this is a great, great way to substitute. This is now I just you you put that out there. This is like a great dressing substitute. It could go perfectly with your bird. Oh my God, this pairs well with your turkey or your hen. Uh, Java is just absolutely fantastic. But like I said, we'll post the recipe today at Cooking with Honey and Friends. Uh, I think everybody should try this at least once. It's, and uh, and you also brought in uh, 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 and and a company uh, friend. It's like it's like a duet this morning. Well, well, this <laughs> is this is a fake bread pudding, and um, and the reason we say it's fake bread pudding because all I did was take a very dense um, pound cake, cut it up into little bitty slices. I added a can of pineapples into this, a little bit of butter, some more brown sugar, some coconut java, some chocolate, and I warmed it up on top of the skillet, scooped it in a cup, and there you have it. Yeah, I'm going to try into this real quick. We need, um, <laughs> if you want to join the conversation and tell us what's on your Thanksgiving menu, I'm trying to find a, a window where I can like really, really dive in. Uh, join our conversation, one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four, 672 Or uh, send us an email at food at org. Now, honey, with... Um, 
uh, Thanksgiving a couple of days away, and I know you've only been cooking professionally for so long. Um, before then, did you just show up for Thanksgiving dinner or, you know, did you try to bring something? Yeah, I did. I brought my hands. <laughs> so, so, no, seriously, uh, you know, because we've always had Thanksgiving at my mother's house and the running joke forever has been that Deborah's the dishwasher. So it didn't matter if it was five people or 500 people. Guess who was stuck washing dishes? Okay, okay. Yeah, and my, it was like almost like my mother has this thing and cinched in her brain that my daughter was born to wash dishes. <laughs> it's the craziest thing ever. And so last holiday, I was trying to sneak out of the house early because I was a little frustrated. It's like there's dishes like everywhere and everybody was sleeping. I was like, Ma, are you serious? And she said, oh, yeah, babe, this is your job for she said, life. I, 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 you better get on your job. <laughs> now, I, I asked it because I know a lot of uh, wannabe chefs try to use uh, Thanksgiving as almost like a testing ground because, you know, it's so many dishes. Um, you know, a lot of people cook the main turkey and uh, dressing at the house and tell people to bring in sides and and stuff and that's how you get like mystery macaroni and cheese and who <laughs> not the mystery and, macaroni and cheese. I mean, you know, the mystery is who made this macaroni and cheese, the one that nobody's touching. Or uh I think this, that's this, always <laughs> funny during the this holiday. casserole where like who made Aunt Shirley don't try that again. <laughs> yeah, I think that happens at every um, you know, family event when you decide to, you know, ask people to bring food. But I always say be very generous and taste a little bit of everything, even if you're not really crazy about it. Just be nice and taste it. Yeah, because it's nothing. It's nothing worse than bringing something that you you worked you worked hard on. But I know every everybody's every, every's not everybody's not meant to be in the kitchen. <laughs> but you know the fact that somebody thought enough to just try. And again, it's the Thanksgiving holidays, and you know, and I just say just be a little bit more merciful to you know people who you know go out and spend their money and. You know, they spend their energy and their creativity, even if it's not perfect. One of the most incredible Thanksgivings, Java, that I ever had, one of my friend girls invited me to spend the holidays with her and her family. And uh, there are 12 children. And I saw the mom and dad sit at the head of the table side by side. And uh, the children went on one side of the table, the grandchildren went on the other, and each prepared a dish. This was what they had to do. And the grandparents tasted everything that you made. And then they spoke a blessing over their children. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. I think I cried the whole weekend. It was just the most beautiful thing. I mean, this is the time of the year to really, I mean, if you made it to November <laughs> in 2018, if you are here, you're happy, you're healthy, no matter what your life problems are, we all have them. Boy, could I tell you guys some stories? <laughs> This is just a time to celebrate life. Yeah, that's true. And we're celebrating this morning, and uh, we have some callers coming in. Before our first break, we're going to talk to uh, Charles in Jackson. Um, he wants to join the conversation. Uh, Charles, good morning. Good morning. And, you know, I have this this question for you, and it's uh, it's uh, probably a good question for people that stay out in the country a lot. And it's about two possible dishes. One about... Uh, how would you suggest in preparing venison? And the other one has to do with raccoons. <laughs> well, I'm gonna let I'm, I'm gonna let Deborah step 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 all step all over this one. And I'm gonna I'm gonna get off and listen to to uh, to, to this. One. Charles, are you serious right now? <laughs> and, and Charles, and Charles stays in Jackson. He's Wait a minute, in, he's, he's I'm so glad people couldn't see my face. I was good with the venison, but you know, Charles, 
No, I may, I may, I may be too young. But what's the venison? It's wild game. Okay. Yeah. But, but, you know, both of those things, Charles, believe it or not, I have had at some point in my life. You know, my grandparents, uh, you know, grew up on a a nice farm and um, they lived off the land. So raccoon is something that I wouldn't necessarily um, prepare for my family now. (laughs) But it's not something that's been uncommonly prepared, you know. Okay. And so I don't have a recipe for raccoon, Charles. Does it, is it is it like chicken? You know, no, <laughs> no. We're not even going there today. I don't look. Charles just woke up happy today. Yeah, he, he, he really did. Appreciate appreciate you for calling in uh, today, Charles. And we're going to go ahead and uh, take our take our first break. Uh, Heather is from Flowwood. Please hang on. Uh, we do want to speak with you this morning, but we're going to take our first break for the hour. And today we're talking all about your Thanksgiving Day menu. Um, we're going to talk about appetizers, how, how to cook your bird up next. This is actually coming up next with uh, Patrick Bradley. How would you um, fry your bird? You want to um, put it, I don't know if you can put the bird on the grill, but we'll talk with Patrick about that. Join the conversation, one <laughs> 877 mpb ring Raccoon. That's one 672 or uh, send us an email to food at mpbonline.org and when we come back, we'll speak with Grillmaster Patrick Bradley from Nothing but smoke about how to fry your turkey. Stay tuned. And we're back. This is MPB Think Radio. You're tuned in to Deep South Dining. I'm Java Chapman here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. And if you want to join the conversation and share some of your favorite holiday memories, what's going to be on your Thanksgiving menu, uh, give us a call. 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or send us an email to food at MPB online.org. Uh, in just a few moments, we're going to be talking with Patrick Bradley from Nothing But Smoke, but uh, first, let's go to Heather in Flowood. Um, good morning, Heather. How are you doing? Hey, Heather. Happy holidays. Thanks. Uh, so this is more of a comment, but I guess last weekend, I went to my grandmother's for an early Thanksgiving. I had bought uh, Deborah's cookbook at the Mississippi Book Festival this past year, and you know, of course, after hearing this show, the thing that's the most exciting is like, okay, I've got to make all these delicious desserts that you know you make. So I made that pecan pie out of your book. Oh and wow! It and managed to have one piece left to bring back to my husband because he wasn't able to travel with us. He told me it was a perfect pecan pie, the best. No need to change that recipe. Just make it. Never make another recipe. Again. <laughs> so that's what I'll be making again for Thanksgiving. Uh, oh wow! Turned out really, really good. So thank you for sharing your recipe. Thank you so much for the call. That just made me so happy. <laughs> <laughs> good. Thank well, we're you. We're excited to eat it again. Thanks. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. Well, that was very. That was oh very nice. Oh my gosh! Talking about a Thanksgiving gift, right? <laughs> yeah, no, that was lovely. Um, I want to thank Heather for that for that comment this morning, and uh, I believe a lot of people are going to be pulling something out your book for oh Thanksgiving. Oh my gosh! Look, I'm really excited about the cookbook. So, a really quick disclaimer: right now, we pull the book offline because we are re-editing the book, and we're going to reintroduce it uh, in just a couple of days. I'm okay. really excited about that. Uh, we went from one publishing company, we're going to a new publishing company, which is going to be better for everybody here at home and for all the people that we're working with. And I just want to say thank you to everybody 
who has just made my year so absolutely wonderful. Thank you. Now, we do want to say thank you to, um, we're giving thanks this morning, uh, say thank you to our next guest, uh, Patrick Bradley from Nothing But Smoke. He's been on the program before, uh, Grill Master Extraordinaire um, and <laughs> and Celebrity Lookalike. <laughs> right, right. You know, uh, yes, this is my Anthony, right? <laughs> Good morning, Patrick. How are you doing, man? Uh Y'all starting this too early this morning. <laughs> no, we 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 love we love you, man. We love we love you, uh, Patrick. Thank you for coming on, man. Appreciate it, appreciate it. Hard at work, so I couldn't I couldn't grace the present uh, this morning uh, with with some surprises, but uh, I'm able to do the the, the interview with you. So I'm we're, happy to be here. We're happy to have you this morning. Hi, uh, Nina. Oh, uh, my, my gosh. Hi. <laughs> hi, Anthony. We'll tell you guys, this has been such a running joke, but we'll talk about that later. So, Patrick, let's get right into what's going on today. So we want to talk about what you are doing first tomorrow. Yeah. We, before we get to frying the bird, we want to talk about um, tomorrow. Um, you, you're doing something. You're giving Giving some, giving some thanks and, and spreading the good, the good joys, um, highlighting homeless here in Jackson. Yes, um, a yearly event that we we, we do. <clears throat> I think this is the fifth year, and it's called Sleep Out with the Homeless. Um, it's in uh, formerly Piedmont uh, Park, but it's now Pittman Park, uh, which is off of Capitol Street, right before you get downtown uh, by the bus bus station, train station. Um, and we bring awareness to, of course, we have homelessness in Jackson area. And uh, so what we do for this particular situation is uh, we raise some money, um, bring the awareness out, and also feed the souls and spend the night <clears throat> with the homeless uh, that night at the park. So from 6 to 6, we're out there uh, cooking, uh, fellowshipping, and, and whatever, uh that we do with them. Uh, it's a wonderful experience. Uh, it's a humbling experience, but at the same time, it's an opportunity for the brothers, the five beta Sigma fraternity incorporated, uh, to, to finish their commitment to, uh, culture for service and service for humanity, where we are actually just able, being able to, uh, supply a need. And there's a great need for, uh, helping the homeless. Um, we feed them, Things that they're they're not normally they can't purchase or what have you. So the things that I sell throughout the year or what have you, uh, the specialties or what have you, they we I give those to them that 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 night. So well, it's it's a it's a wonderful event. Uh, if, if anybody could come by, uh, just come by with a donation or just just show your appreciation or what have you. you don't have to stay all night, but we will be there. Uh, through the whole night. Patrick, I, w- I want to say that this is, um, you know, we really appreciate your community effort and, you know, there are um, organizations like yours and Society of St. Andrews and the Food Network, uh, we Mississippi Food Network, uh, that we truly, truly appreciate. And uh, we want to say to all of our listeners, you know, think about your uh, neighbors, uh, you know, that are less fortunate and not just during the holidays, but every day. You know, we, we take so many things for granted. And we just want to be kind to people as we move forward in our lives. Because if, if we don't take care of each other, we're going to be in a lot, a lot of trouble. So we really appreciate what you're doing. So let's let's talk about this turkey thing that's going on. So um, 
Um, let's tell now, the me. Way, now, the way, let me jump in for a minute. <laughs> the way I found out about uh, Patrick and his his turkey frying, because uh, I've had a fried turkey before, not not one of Patrick's, but one of our coworkers here was telling me, oh, I'm going to have a fried turkey for uh, Thanksgiving. And I was like, oh, okay. And she said where she was going to get it from. And I said, Patrick. Patrick Bradley talking about the grill master, talking about the one that be up, you know, in in the pits. <laughs> so, so Patrick, how did you um how did you get into uh the turkey frying and um you know and and preparing your bird that way? Well, one thing about cooking, I mean, you you have to you have to make yourself not you have to make yourself dimensional. So, I'm not a one dimensional person. So it's not like I'm just always on the grill. Um, I was supposed to be in, uh, in relaxation on Saturday at, at Jackson State Alcorn uh, in Lorman, but somehow um, I was close to the grills. We had two grills going, and somehow I end up working. So it, it's not just limited to the grill. Um, I smoked the turkeys, but at the same time, uh, uh, implemented the, the, the frying aspect of it also because now traditionally – um, people are going for the fried turkey deals instead of the the, the basic uh, put in the oven and and you know the oven deal. So now fried turkey is one of the hottest type items to be uh, to be done during Thanksgiving. So if you're at home and uh, somebody wants to fry a turkey, what's the, what's the first thing they need to do, Patrick? Because I, I always well, see those videos where people they they make those mistakes with the fryers, man. Well, make sure you have the proper equipment. Um, if, if you're starting out with the turkey deal, it's going to be expensive because if you don't just have it, the, the, the necessary tools, uh, which would be the, the burner, the pot, uh, the propane, the cooking oil, the turkey, and the ingredients and all that, that, that could add up just for one turkey. You can possibly spend up to $150 just to begin to cook that one turkey. So in, in, in the elements I'm in, like tomorrow, I think I'll probably be, between tomorrow and Wednesday, I'll probably be frying about 10 turkeys. So you have to have the proper equipment, um, and that temperature is the biggest deal. You know, you say you watch the videos. Um, when you when you are starting out with, with that, with this the operation part, uh, get your grease to at, at least, because it has a thermometer that comes with it. Uh, if you do anything, get your grease to about 350 degrees. What happens at that point, that's that's the highest it needs to be for its grease, your temperature-wise. Then once you have, uh, you know, if you've done your bird or whatever, we'll get to that. Once you drop that bird, that bird is a cold bird at that, at that point. Once it drops into that grease, that turkey brings that temperature down. So we try to get it up high, but but that the, the content of the turkey brings the temperature down to about you want to get it to about 225. And if you can cook that bird at 225 for that hour, hour and a half, uh, basically five minutes a pound, whichever size bird you have, five minutes a pound cooking. Therefore, after which that will be a perfect cooked bird. It will be done. Um, and a and a and a point or a little tidbit tip. Uh, when you're cooking that turkey, cut the wing off because typically if you're cooking a turkey for over an hour, it does not take a, the tip of the wing that long to cook. So you can actually cut the, the flap, the, 
the flap and the flat of the wing off of the turkey. And you can possibly put it on top or what have you, but it does not take that flap that long. So it's just a tidbit tip for your perfect uh, turkey. Because I know a lot of people that when you bring that turkey out, the first piece they go to is the wing. So you want, if you want to keep it crispy and perfectly cooked, uh, cut those off and, and, and cook those a little separately. So um, do you have any uh, spice and seasoning tips for us? The I actually make my, you know, they have the, the they sell the Tony Saturans, uh, the, the season injections, but I have learned over the time. Um, and if we, if we do things ourselves, we can come out a little cheaper <laughs> than the store because they're, they're only just selling market stuff. But I, I basically make my own little base. I, the base of it is an apple juice and a uh, mixture of seasonings, uh, fine seasonings where I'm able to, uh, to mix with the apple juice. And maybe it's purpose like some Lawry's uh, with the no, no MSG um, content, uh, maybe a little garlic uh, granulated garlic powder, whip it up together so that it can be able to uh, be used in the, the syringe uh, needle that you're going to inject your, your turkeys with. Uh, one of the issues that we that, that, that turkey cookers have, they like to season the turkey on the outside. And what typically happens with that, if you season the bird outside, so they like to do them a day or two before, once you drop that turkey, if you're dropping two or three turkeys in that, that grease, mm-hmm. that grease is going to eventually burn. Even though it's peanut oil, it's going to eventually burn. Why? Because that seasoning on the outside of the turkey tends to drop to the bottom of that, that the pot, and that pot starts to burn that grease. So if you want to preserve that expensive uh, peanut oil, uh, my suggestion, now this is not for everybody, I typically season outside of the bird once I pull it out. As soon as I pull him out of that grease, lay him in that pan, I sprinkle him with with the the, the, the spice or the season of, of my preference. Uh, something that's not too, too salty. Because what happens is, if you've injected that turkey already, that seasoning from that turkey is has uh, dissolved in that grease, which actually gives you your flavor. So do you have any safety tips? You know, you guys were talking about watching the videos, but do you have any safety tips for those people that are going to be preparing their birds at home? Um, make sure you are in a outside, not Friday circus inside the house. Uh, on the porch, in the garage, you know, the garage could be open or what have you. But on the outside, make sure that that fire is under the pot and not, around the pot because what happens is if it if you got your fire too high if you're whatever elements or contents you have on you could possibly catch fire or what have you or make sure when you're dropping the bird that you don't just drop them in the grease they have little levers and leverages that that comes with the pot that you're able to 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 uh, guide the bird inside the pot at a, at a, at a normalcy and place them in there perfectly, and and in an hour you'll have a a wonderful 
golden brown turkey. And that's what I always see with the with the fire. The fire uh, people often have the fire too hot, and then when you say drop the bird, people just literally drop the bird. Patrick, we want to appreciate you for uh, coming on the program today and telling us about uh, frying your turkey. Um, I don't think I'm a uh, spend the, the all, all of the the little money I have, I, so I'll probably be giving you a call off air uh, for one of those, for one of those fried turkeys, man. Appreciate you for calling in. Uh, Just make sure that turkey is not frozen. That's one of those other video situations because if that bird is overly cold, that tends to cause that grease to overflow. Okay. Well, so yeah. So make the sure bird has to be the bird has to be thawed out at a at a at a temperature. Um, to to thaw to actually thaw the bird out, you just you, you know, like I took mine out last night. So between last night and tomorrow, they'll be ready for in, uh, clean off and injection and ready to fry. All right. So make sure the bird is thawed. Don't have your fire yeah. too high and don't just drop it in the pot. Patrick Bradley, Bradley from Nothing But Smoke. Uh, thank you again for coming on to the program. And we'll go ahead and take our second break for the hour. Um, you can join our conversation as we're talking about your Thanksgiving menu. one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 Or send an email to food at mpbonline.org. Coming up, we're going to be talking Talking about those sides, that dessert, and for the adventurous uh, Thanksgiving appetizers. Also, we got some callers on the line, so hang on, Lena, hang on, Amy, and we'll come back to you right after the break. More Deep South Dining on the way. Whether traveling through Oxford or Tupelo, stuck in traffic in Jackson or Meridian, or cruising along the coast in Biloxi or Ocean Springs, MPB goes with listeners wherever they go. Your company's message can go along, too. Go to mpbonline.org slash underwriting to find out how. And we're back. This is Deep South Dining here on MPB Think Radio. I'm Java Chapman filling in for Kevin Farrell along with uh, Miss Deborah Hunter for Cooking with Honey and Friends. And today we're talking about your Thanksgiving menu. If you miss any part of today's program, you can always listen back on our website, mpbonline.org slash Deep South Dining. Or you can subscribe to the podcast using the MPB public media app or any podcast app you uh, may want to go back and get those tips from Patrick Bradley from But Smoke about frying your bird. And uh, let's go ahead and jump back into the phones. Let's talk to Lena from the coast who has been patiently waiting. Thank you, Lena. We really appreciate you this morning. Hey, Lena. Is she still there? Do we have Lena? All right. Well, Lena, if you're... Uh, want to give us a call back. She has some dishwashing advice. I think she heard about you earlier talking about you were the, the designated <laughs> dishwasher uh, at your at your Thanksgiving <laughs> celebration. Well, let's go ahead and go to uh, Amy in Poplarville. Amy, good morning. Good morning. Hey, doll. Good morning. What do you have for us today? Well, I heard about Charles and Jackson and his question about cooking raccoon. And surprisingly, I know about cooking raccoon. Oh, tell oh, us, please. Fantastic. Please share. Please share. <laughs> okay, so it, it kind of depends on how you get your raccoon. If you hunt it yourself, you're going to have to you know, do the cleaning and the skinning and, and all that sort of stuff. So you want to make sure that you get all the fat off as much as possible and get the scent glands off, because if you don't get the scent glands off, you're going to ruin your meat. Anyway, once you get all that off, you want to portion it, remove the feet, and then soak it in vinegar. It helps get rid of some of the 
really strong flavor. You don't have to do it for long. And then you season it, um, you know, Montreal, Creole, pepper, onion, that sort of thing. And then you pressure cook it. Just a little bit of vinegar, uh, some water, about 30 minutes. I mean, you can use an Instant Pot if you have one. I honestly love my Instant Pot. It's the best thing ever. Uh, that's not an advertisement. I just love it. <laughs> if I get to make dinner, holy crap, there's my Instant Pot. And then you can make sweet potatoes because, holy crap, they go great with sweet potatoes. When it's tender, you take it out of the Instant Pot, you put it on your baking tray, you shove your raccoon, bake it for about an hour, 350, you got a really great meal. And it's not horrifically greasy if you do it this way because most of the grease comes out in the, in the pressure cooker. There you go. Oh, well, Amy, I really appreciate that. I don't know when the next time I'm going to have raccoon, <laughs> but I'll make sure I have my, my, uh, my Instapot ready and some, and some sweet potatoes. Because, uh, I mean, when she said that, it was so true. Everything goes better with sweet potatoes. Amy, we really goes better with sweet potatoes. Yeah, we really appreciate you. Um, but I think we're going to go to uh, another phone call we have. And I, I, we may have hijacked the show, uh, Charles, with your game uh, question. Because we have another game recipe from Jackson. And uh, I hope I'm saying this right. Shambini. Shambini? Yes. <laughs> yes. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? Absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much for calling in today. So you want to share your recipe with us? Yes. Actually, I have a great venison recipe, and it's a backstrap recipe. It's one of those recipes where you can really get uh, the deer camp uh, all uh, excited and the taste buds uh, are working. But it, uh, you take your backstraps, uh, you cut your backstraps. You can use very fresh harvested venison. Uh, you take that back strap, uh, you want to uh, slice it about a quarter of an inch thin, and that's a uh, long way. And uh, you want to take a meat mallet, and you want to beat that out until where it's about four to six inches. So it'll, be a, it'll look pretty much like a four to six inch uh, hamburger uh, is what it'll look like. Uh, but you want to actually uh, take that, and then you want to uh, marinate it uh, for just a very short period of time. You can use a Dale's or you can use a Lean Prairie. Lean Prairie is actually my favorite. Uh, and marinate that for about five, ten minutes, you know, no more than an hour. Uh, you want to take a jalapeno half. You want to take cream cheese. You want to take that jalapeno and cream cheese, and you want to place it directly in the center. Roll it up. Place a toothpick on it. Hit it with one of your favorite seasonings. I like Tony's Sacheray. You can use a Lowry's, but Tony Sacheray is always my, been one of my favorites. You want to put that on the grill. You want to cook it on both sides for about 10 minutes each, and I promise you, you're going to have a mouth-watering jalapeno cheese, venison backstrap, and it is delicious. Wow, wow. Thank you so much for calling. So Java Champini is one of my very dear friends, and if you want to go fishing, if you want to catch alligators, if you want to uh, learn how to cook venison, he's the go-to guy. So thank you so much for calling in today. Oh, you're very welcome. Well, thank you, Shabini. Um, I've learned something today. I literally literally can say I've learned something today, uh, venison. And with these recipes, I mean, I heard cream cheese, you know. Yeah, I uh, saw your face light (laughs) up. Everybody gets happy when you hear cream cheese and jalapenos (laughs) together. But I can't wait to go alligator hunting. That's one of the things that I'm very thankful for that's going to happen in my future. So, 
You know, it's it's the joy of being a Mississippi girl. You and know? I'm pretty sure somebody out there has a Thanksgiving tradition with uh, alligator hunting. And but uh, one one thing w- when it comes to uh, Thanksgiving Day meal, as we we're talking about that today, um, you have this age old question, and uh, you may know where I'm going with this: <laughs> Is it stuffing or is it dressing? Like, is it, is uh, are they actually the same thing? Ta-da! I thought. I thought, I mean, stuffing, dressing, which one do you, what, what, what is going on there? They are not the same thing. Okay. Yeah, they're not the same thing. And it's all about preparation. The dressing is usually, uh, for the most part, a cornbread base. And a dressing, uh, the, the stuffing, on the other hand, can be a, a coarse bread base. Ah. So there's a difference. Okay. Yeah. But well, both of them can be absolutely scrumptious. It's just, you know, here in the South, I just think we do everything better. So I prefer <laughs> dressing. Yeah, yeah, and that's 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 my thing, dressing. But I don't know, what what do you think, our listeners, we're going to put this question out to you. And you can go to our MPB online uh, social media uh, handles. You can go to Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at MPB online. And uh, let us know what you like, stuffing or dressing. Well, uh, <laughs> we ha- I think we have like a, a, a kind of a throwdown going on, Thanksgiving throwdown with uh, stuffing or dressing. And we're going to have some other things going on throughout the week. So stay up on social media at MPB online. Uh, that's on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And uh, let us know if you like stuffing or dressing. And speaking of, uh, you know, things to be thankful for, I am thankful for our social media person, Ellie Banks. She does such a really, really, really great job of taking care of us here at MPB. One Girl. woman wrecking crew. I'm telling you, <laughs> she is absolutely amazing. And, you know, the other person that I want to say that I'm truly thankful for, uh, of course, is my co-host, uh, Kevin Farrell, who's not here today. Um, you know, so I had this whole little cute spread prepared for Kevin today. Kevin, I brought real plates today. Uh-oh. <laughs> and again, he's uh, he's not here. He's going to get a divorce before the year's out. I mean, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. Your Monday morning man. <laughs> I am also very, very happy and grateful for you, uh, Java. You know, it's just been a pleasure working with you and, you know, for all of our listening audience. So we still have time if you want to call in and just share something that you're really thankful for. Please call in and let us know. We actually have a, um, a caller on our line. Uh, let's talk with our good friend Kathleen from Osaka. Good morning, Kathleen. Hey, Kathleen. Good, good morning. Good morning. Guys. You don't think I'd let you pass without saying how thankful I am? Your show. <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> well, I've got, uh, when you were talking about like this, like that, I thought about the old show uh, with the mountain and John Boy. You'd have to say, well, I like the dressing. I like this. I like that. <laughs> you call them out, out by name till dark. What um, I enjoy so much is the... Um, it's like uh, the sides that you can get so varied, you know. But I've got a good shortcut. You know I do. Two packs of the frozen spinach. Of course, you let them thaw. I don't let them uh, uh, drain out too much. Put about four chopped eggs. You get one pot, some margarine or whatever kind of oil flavoring you want, about two tablespoons, <clears throat> And you put your onions and your celery, parsley in that. You don't cook it long. You just stir it a couple times when it starts to get glassy. You put your spinach in, turn it around, put a dash of soy sauce, put your chopped eggs in, and you can put that to the side. Now, you can use that to stuff the little cocktail 
uh, pastries. You can use that in uh, like an egg uh, omelet. You can use that uh, in a soup. It's just so many ways. And if you're one person, you make it one time. And here we go again. <laughs> you freeze it in ice cubes. So if you want to scramble an egg, you take one ice cube out. You saw it. You put it on top. And a little cheese. And you've got something like a decadent omelet. Wow. But uh, we had in New Orleans, we always had the shrimp stuffed melatons, the oyster patties. Uh, a crab meat dish, you know, whether it was au gratin or crab meat broccoli or something like that. So a lot of our dishes came right there from the waters close to home. But most of all, thank you all all very much for putting up with us all year long. Oh, thank you, Kathleen. Oh, my goodness, Kathleen. I can't tell you how grateful I am for your kindness and your friendship and many, many blessings to you, girl, during the holidays. Well, I'm going to try to get someone to give me a ride up there. It might bring a surprise or two. Oh, we'll be waiting for it. Thank you. Thank you for like joining said, us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank, thank you. Thank you for joining Bye-bye. us today, Kathleen. Uh, we're going to go ahead and take our, our, our last break for the hour. Uh, we still have some more um, Thanksgiving goodies to talk about. One of my favorite portions of a Thanksgiving meal is the dessert. And, you know, I can't let honey go anywhere without talking about that sweet potato pie. So we're going to get into a little dessert talk and uh, uh, more thank- about your Thanksgiving menu when we come back. You can join the conversation one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 Or you can send an email to food at mpbonline.org. We'll dive into some desserts when we come back. Stay tuned. Welcome back. This is Deep South Dining. I'm Java Chapman here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. And we've been talking about Thanksgiving and your Thanksgiving menu today. If you want to join the conversation before the end of the program, one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 Or you can send an email to food at mpbonline.org. Now we have we've talked about turkey. We had Patrick Bradley talking about frying your turkey. Also, um, <laughs> I forgot to mention. I, I always like this time of year because they bring out the uh, you know the butterball turkeys, the butterball turkey hotline, and people <laughs> call in and they have those questions about what to do with your bird. And the number the number one question is how do I know my turkey is done? And I'm like, it's just you. You bought the turkey. You should know. You should know what to do with it. It's it's not. It's (laughs) not that easy, though. Seriously, and I I will tell everybody to just go ahead and buy a thermometer, buy a meat thermometer, so you can check to make sure. You know, you you of course you cook your turkey by the weight, so you get the minutes. And Patrick, you know, alluded to that earlier. You know, so if you got a you know twenty pound turkey you want to you know gauge it by each pound that's and they even have the um meat thermometers now that are bluetooth so you put it on your you put it on your in in your bird and it it will send you an alert to your phone to let you know that you're you know where where it is and what's it doing with the temperature the the one thing that i will tell you know to make sure that you wash your bird whether you're doing a hen or a turkey uh both in the cavity as well as outside before you know, you start to prepare it. A lot of times what you'll find in the cavity is a packet of inners that are going to be in there. And you want to pull those out, you know, because I have seen, you know, people who didn't wash their bird and you season it up and you put it in the <laughs> oven. And then when it's time to carve, 
uh, surprise. And yeah. so you want to make sure that you clean your bird really, really well. And they also, uh, another tip that I found that was saying, do you, don't trust the little plastic timers that are already in the bird. They often um, uh, lead to uh, a dry and overcooked bird. Um, if you try to, you know, the little plastic thermometer pops up when, you know, when the bird is supposedly done, but it, um, you know, leads to a dry and not as tasty bird as you want it. One of the things that I like to do before to, to guarantee that I get a tender bird is to brine it the night before. Create a simple brine. You need some water, some sugar, some vinegar. Go ahead and add a lot of your favorite uh, dry spices in there. I like to use peppercorn. Uh, you know, I like to put a little sage, whatever, whatever you want in there, and then just let it soak in your brine, place it in, you know, lid over and place it back in the refrigerator, you know, for at least 24 hours. And that will also guarantee to you that you have this really, really juicy bird. The other thing that I do uh, is to make sure that underneath the skin that I'm going to use a oil base, whether it's butter or coconut oil underneath and on the skin. And that will also uh, ensure that you get this really, really wonderful, juicy bird. Now we have a, a caller on the line, Marsha from uh, Vicksburg, and it says she wants to talk about salads. But before we get to the health, <laughs> before we get to the healthy stuff, I want to talk about these uh, these all these cakes and pies that seem to just come out of the sky during uh, <laughs> during these the holiday season. Now, one one thing that's never good is a dry cake. How do, how, how do you keep your your, your cakes moist? Well, believe it or not, I actually prepared a dry cake yesterday. I got really busy doing several things at one time and forgot to pull the cake out out immediately when the timer went off and the bird was the cake was a little dry. The thing to fix that is that you can create a simple syrup, which is just taking a little bit of water and sugar and boiling it, you know, on your stove, and then you just brush that over the top of your cake. Not too much. You don't want to soak it, but just a nice brushing and let that sit for a few minutes and you fix the problem. But you want to make sure that you follow the timing correctly and pull that cake out, you know, when it's supposed to, because drying usually is uh, an effect of uh, leaving it in the oven too long or the overbeating of a cake, which will make it stiff and dry as well. Oh, okay. Okay. Now what uh, we know you're famous for your sweet potato pie, Mm -hmm. but what's your favorite type of cake real quick? Red velvet. Rev, that's me too. But I also like this time of year a nice pound cake, a uh, nice pound cake. So, well, let's do the red velvet pound cake. See, there now, is a such creature. Now we're doing too much. <laughs> let's go. Let's go ahead and go to our phone lines. Uh, Marsha has been uh, holding, and she wants to talk about salads. I uh, love salads. <laughs> this is a perfect time of year to pull out all of those vegetables and create a. Wonderful- good morning, good morning, Marsha. How are you doing? Fine. How are you? Hey, all Marcia. Right. Hey. Um, well, I have a congealed salad recipe involving uh, dark sweet cherries and Coca-Cola uh, and so okay. forth. Well, I read somewhere that congealed salads, you know, people just didn't fix those anymore. And I, I was going to take it to a gathering uh, on Thursday, and I just wondered, well, should I think of something else? or? No, uh, it's the holidays. Oh, okay. It's the holidays, and I think that uh, even though this was really popular, uh, you know, in the late 50s and 60s, you know, it was just that Jell-O was really new, and people had these beautiful decadent pans that day. I really still like a really yummy gelatin salad. 
It's, okay. it's and, and just make it really beautiful. Add, you know, all the yummy stuff. And then you're doing it with Coke, girl. You can't go wrong. Yeah, I thought she was talking about like a lettuce and, you oh, know. Oh, you're so and, in trouble I mean, with me, Java. <laughs> a, a spring mix. Thank you for calling in, Marsha. And, uh, yeah, send some of that congealed salad over here. Uh, <laughs> Deep, this has been fun, uh, Deborah. I always love jumping in when Kevin's away. Thank you so much, Java. Deep South Dining is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by generous contributions from listeners like you our show um was manned at the boards by the one the only the incomparable michelle mcadoo (laughs) an amazing lady if i ever seen one and our phone lines were handed by miss liz gill another incredible woman here at mpb think radio want to say thank you for everybody tuning in coming up next is marshall ramsey southern remedy at 11 you're listening to think radio